Hi, this is Walford Kaufman, the pastor of Southside Baptist Church in Gaffney, South Carolina. Welcome to our online sermon. And this is going to be from John, the 20th chapter, verses 1 through 9. John 20, 1 through 9. Hope from your regrets. We've been working through this month of May uh, through a sermon series called There's Hope. And today is a very special day. Uh, this sermon is going to be designed for those who are graduating. And now some of you say, well, I'm kind of be a little bit old for this graduating thing. That was so many years ago. But see, truth is, we're always graduating. We're always graduating, not just from high school, not from junior college or technical school or uh, college or master's degree or Ph.D. It's called graduating in life. I mean, whether it's marriage, having babies, retiring, changing jobs and all this, there's always a process that we're going through. So some of you may be asking, why in the world do you have a sermon title called Hope From Your Regrets? Because it seems like no matter how successful or not successful we are in our life, we always go through regrets. Could I have done even better? Could I have done things different? Why did I have to go through that anyway? So this idea of regrets, and I'm not saying regrets that we sit down and mope, not regrets that we give up, that we have hope from the regrets that we learn from them, that we're challenged by them, and that we move ahead in life. And that's what we're looking at. So you got your Bible there. Let's look at this. John 20, verse 1 through 9. Now, I know some of you already looked at your Bible, and you're thinking, what in the world is this preacher from Gaffney, South Carolina, want to be preaching about graduation and regrets, and we've got the Easter message. There's a reason for it. So let's look at this precious Word of God. It said, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. And then, verse 3, So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separated from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from scriptures that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Let's pray. Father, challenge us with this scripture today. Challenge us with this message that we learn that no matter how many regrets we have, we can put them to the side and move ahead. Lord, you do not want us to live a defeated life. You do not want us to live a life always looking in the rear view mirror. Lord, you want to challenge us. I thank you for people in our lives that we've seen. They, they had mistakes. They had problems. They had the biggest uh, things in the world happen to them, and they still lived a life that glorified you. Guide us through this. Let us learn for each of us are to live a victorious life today. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. So we see this wonderful scripture here on this first day of the week, a grand time of celebration, but it was still dark. See, it was dark not just in their physical setting, in that early morning hour. They were still dark. It was still dark. Those disciples were defeated. Three years they had invested their life. Three years they had listened and given so much to Jesus. And then He was dead. What do they do then? Did I waste three years of my life? Did I waste all my emotions, my, my, my everything that I gave to Jesus? And He's gone now. And so all this had happened. And so the first thing we can see is your life is changed. Your life is changed. It changed for these disciples, these followers, these ladies that followed Jesus. They had changed. But see, your life might be changed today because you're finishing up high school. Your life may be changed because you're getting married. Your life may be changed because uh, you're getting a divorce. Your life may be changed, a baby is coming. Your life may be changed because you've lost a baby. We don't know, do we? All this, your life is changed. And so I can say this with all the assurance, unless Jesus returns today, unless Jesus returns this moment, you're watching this, listening to this, realize this, failures will come. Failures will come. I know some very successful people. I mean, one thing after another has been great success. I mean, great honors, great recognition. Uh, I've kidded some of our young people in the church that they came away from the wards uh, days with a, a wheelbarrow. A wheelbarrow carrying all the great successes. I mean, they got awarded for everything from physical things to, uh, to the academic things to being uh, all kind of involvement in the school. But see, failure will come. And it's how we handle that failure that makes all the difference in the world. And so we need to see your life has changed. And though you may have great success right now, failure will come at some point in your life. And then we need to realize this, not every problem will be solved. Not every problem will be solved. I mean, I wish... No, I'm about to say something I shouldn't. I started to say something so silly that I wish I was back in school uh, now. I mean, think about it. I, I, you get on the computers and can Google anything. See, we, a lot of us had to be very uh, blessed to have a Encyclopedia Britannica. And you had to go through and look all this information. But you remember you had to buy a book every year to keep updated information. Now you can just Google it and get all this information, all this technology. You can cut this and paste here and do this and all this stuff. And, all. and so we think about all these things that we had to, to look at. So a, a problem, uh, whether it's algebra, whether it's something in biology and all this, we can find the answer somewhere. Somewhere there is an answer. Well, here's something we can be blessed by. We can find the answer for life right here. In God's precious word. And so we see here, not every problem in our lives will be solved. See, so many of us have lived that successful life. And so few have lived that successful life. But there is going to come a day, there's something you can't handle. 
Maybe in that marriage where you poured your life into that marriage, but the other person didn't. That's a problem you can't solve. Maybe with your children. I mean, you gave them the best education. You bought clothes for them. You fed them. You made sure medical care. I mean, you made sure uh, that went to the dentist. You did all the right things. And then they turn out, turn out and still rebel. They still rebel. See, not every problem will be solved. That's why we need to look to Jesus. But here's a blessing that we can see. In this scripture here, as the disciples went, they didn't understand. It was still dark. Uh, the ladies, you know, uh, as they got there, Mary Magdalene, she went, she didn't understand. Here is Peter and John. They did not understand everything. Not every problem is going to be solved in the way we think it's going to be solved. But all that's going on, see what was happening. But here's something about with our regrets. See, with regrets, many times comes shame. That's right. We made mistakes. We made a terrible mistake. And shame comes our way. But I want you to realize this today. Past failures can be stepping stones. Past failures can be stepping stones. Even when shame comes to us, we can take that shame and learn from it. How do I know that? I want you to look at Luke 22, verse 62. Here is Peter. He said, I'll follow you, Jesus, anywhere. I'll fight for you, man. I'm going to serve you. And then what happens? He denies Jesus three times. In Luke 22, verse 62, here we see where Peter what happens? He went outside and wept bitterly. Wept bitterly. Think about it. What about your education? How many of you look back and say, man, if I have only done this, I could have gotten a scholarship. If I had only stayed true to this sport, I could get, go to some school. All this kind of stuff. We, we go and all the problems we have. But some of us have had more problems than that. Maybe a pregnancy that came unexpectedly. Maybe, maybe a situation at work, you made a terrible mistake and got fired. Or what they do nowadays, ask you, well, you just go ahead and resign or we will fire you. And so you go outside and you weep and that's okay. Look what happens uh, that Jesus, uh, what He did with Peter. Yes, Peter, he denied Jesus. He failed. But that was a stepping stone. That was a stepping stone because what Jesus can do. For we see now Jesus' graduation day. Jesus' graduation day. How do I know that? 1 Peter 1 verse 3. 1 Peter 1 verse 3. And this is Peter. Remember Peter that had denied Jesus? Peter that had actually gone to the tomb and walked in and saw those linen cloths laying there? All that happened. But see, he, he saw it, he failed Jesus, all this going on. But look there at 1 Peter 1, 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So we see on that Easter Sunday morning, when Jesus came from that grave, that was a graduation day. Look at how he has spent his life and how he has spent his ministry. 
And then he had to suffer and he had to die. But then what happened? That stone rolled away and he walked out in victory today. He walked out in victory for us today. We can see this, that this graduation day, because of Jesus' graduation day, we can put our regrets to the side. We can put our past failures to the side. We can take these things and throw them down at the feet of Jesus and use them as a stepping stone for His glory. And so I want you to think about it today. Some of you have regrets because, man, I should have done better in high school. I should have done better in life. I should have done, done better in retirement. You, and all this, wherever you are, you can do better in the name of Jesus Christ. Because what? He has given us new birth. Why? Into a living hope. We have a living hope. Folks, here's the blessed thing. Once this heart of mine stops beating, that's right. Once this heart of mine stops beating and I take my last breath, I don't have a, a living hope. Yes, I do. I'm living in a new glorified body. I'm living in the presence of Jesus. See, the living keeps on when you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Uh, the living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, from the failures of our sins placed upon a perfect Savior. Our failures, our uh, regrets placed upon Jesus. And that we have a living hope today because Jesus is alive. And so we see now that our future, your future holds an inheritance. Your future holds an inheritance. You know, uh, here we see that scripture in 1 Peter 1, 4-7. We just read uh, 1 Peter 1, 3 just a moment ago. But here we have 1 Peter 1, 4-7. And we see here, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. And all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have to suffer grief and all kinds of trials. These have... What? These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. What an inheritance that you have here. I mean, verse 3 told us that we have a hope. We have a hope today, a living hope, because Jesus is alive. We have this. So our future holds inheritance. So I want you to think about life. I want you to think about it. Some of you feel like you're at the door of death. You feel like you're at the door of death. I mean, not, not that physical death, but your dreams have collapsed. Your dreams have changed. You had to lower your um, expectations and all this str struggle. But I want you to realize this. At the very door of death, you can find life. You can find life. Now, Peter and John and even Mary Magdalene, they were right there at the door of death in that tomb. They saw the linen, but they did not see Jesus. They did not realize that they were finding life and finding life eternal. 
In that dark hour that morning, they felt like there was no hope. But later, when they got to see Jesus, what a wonderful thing that was that, that they were able to find this living hope. So today, I want you to think about, are you at the door of death? Are you about to give up on your dreams? I'm, I mean, you, you're going to keep on living, but you're just going to get by. How many of you just want an average marriage? Hmm? How many of you want just an average child? Now, folks, I'm not saying put man-made type expectations upon people, or upon children, but I'm talking about what God really has for you. The great potential that's within you. You were created in the image of God. And so you have this great potential not to bring glory to you, but to bring glory to the Father. To bring glory to the Father. So at this very door of death, when you feel like giving up, giving up on life, giving up on your marriage, giving up on your children, giving up on, on everything, there's life. Life in Jesus. See, we need to realize this. At the grave, at the grave, a seed can be planted. That's right, a seed can be planted. And so I want you to take today, I want you to take those failures. I want you to take those regrets. I want you to take these problems. I want, whatever it may be going on in your life today. If it is something that is really hampering you and holding you back and it's this real struggle of daily battle, I want you to plant it in the hands of God. I want you to plant it and let Him take over. And when we plant, when we turn it over, when we put it away, then let Jesus take over. What's going to happen? A seed can be planted. Some of you have been through some struggles. Whatever that struggle may mean, you might have had an addiction. You might have had a, a problem in your marriage. You might have had a problem in, in, in emotional, uh, mental problems. Yes, that happens even to believers. But I want you to take that and use it and, and plant it, plant it in that grave. Because I want to tell you what, I found out something. There's no grave can hold Jesus back. You can put Him in a tomb, which was a grave. You can plant Him in the ground, that's a grave. You can put him in the worst of situations walking upon this earth and he can still live. And so today, you can use these things that's happened. What you call a regret could be a stepping stone to minister to others. God is calling you. God is wanting you to serve him today. So think about this. And so we see at the door of death, you can find life. At the grave, a seed can be planted. In the darkness, in the darkness can come a great light. Now I know some of our graduates today, oh, you are excited because you're already looking forward to that next step. You've got college plan. You've got a new job plan. Whatever it can be. You've got all this stuff ready. And so you're excited. But some of you are in the darkness right now. Because see, these last years... You didn't have to worry about it. You go to school. You wake up, you go to school, except for COVID-19 stuff. But see, you're always having a plan laid out for you. Now you're in the darkness. What do I do next? 
But see, some of you are trying to figure out what's to do next in my marriage. What I'm going to do next about that problem child. What I'm going to do next about that job I have. What am I doing in my retirement? Whatever you may be in your life. And so in that darkness, I want you to realize you can come a great light. And a great light that shows you step by step what to do. But I found out something. Even in the darkness, even in when we cannot see, when we put our hand in the hand of God, He will lead us step by step. So think about your future holds inheritance. That beautiful, I mean, we got power. What we have here, that we can, we can, even though we have to suffer grief and all kind of trials, we're going to have a time of proving our faith. Now, some may call it trying our faith. But I want you to look at it this way. There's a time to prove our faith. That we go through the struggle and tell people, yeah, it was rough. It was hard. But Jesus was with me step by step. So trusting in Him and, and living for Him. So in this darkness can come a great light. But I found out something about a door. A door. And that's what some of you are right now. You're at a door. A door, and we can say that this is a door of opportunity. Some of you said it might be a locked door. I don't believe it's locked. But it's a door. Some doors open to the inside. Some doors open to the outside. Which door are you going to choose? Today, Jesus said that He is the way. The only way. Jesus stands at the door and knocks. But He asks you to open it. So today... There's hope, even in your regrets. See, regrets come in many different ways. But we have to trust in Him. So this day, trust in Jesus. If you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it's very simple. Confess your sin. You don't have to list it. Jesus already knows it. But just say, Father, Father in heaven, through your Son, Jesus Christ, I come confessing my sin. I invite you to come into my heart and forgive me of my sin and come in and live. And He will. And He said once He comes in, He will never leave you or forsake you. And that's wonderful to claim. So confess your sin. Maybe it's time to rededicate your life. To live a life that glorifies Him. See, you've been putting more emphasis on your regrets than on a living God. So today... So today Take those regrets and realize there's hope even in our regrets. Rededicate your life. If you made that decision, I would love to hear it. You can call me, text me, 864-812-0073. Or you can email me at pastor at gaffneysouthside.com. Love to hear from you. Love to know about your relationship with the Lord. But let's have a prayer as we close. Heavenly Father, thank you. For I think a lot of us at some time, some point of our lives, we walk around with a lot of regrets. What if? What if I could have done this? But Lord, let us realize we can put that to the side and move ahead. We can bring glory to You through all our problems, all our setbacks. You are still a mighty God and still wants us, still loves us. You desire a personal relationship with us. We thank You for that. Lord, let us trust in You today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, may God bless you.
Until the next time, Lord, it's going to work in your life in a special way.